everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Big Milkshake podcast. Um, I'm your host, Bianca. Um, I'm also the social media manager for 219. And we are joined here today by the entire, by the whole gang, the whole 219 gang. We have the managing director, Sebastian, here. Hello. Uh, we are also joined by our creative director, Alex. Hi. And our director of game design, Nathan. Hey. How are we doing, everyone? We having a good week so far? Absolutely. Very good. I am, I'm really, really excited to be doing this with you guys. I feel like it's a little, uh, like, little personal, like, oh, I'd love to, ha- like, host my own show or host a, host a podcast. And you guys are giving me the opportunity to do that. And it's, it's for something really, really amazing. Um, and for anyone who's listening or watching at the moment or reading along um, in the transcript. Hello and welcome. Um, We have decided to put together a podcast to um, talk really about ourselves and about 219 and uh, what we do. And of course, we can't talk about 219 without talking about Kingless as well. Um, And I am actually, I'm the newest member of the team. And before I joined 219, I was actually quite a big fan of the game Kingless. Um, So I'm really excited to hopefully be answering questions that anyone at home might be wanting to know, or if you're new to us here and want to get to know us, um, if you're a fan of tabletop games, or even if you're potentially looking at creating your own, uh, this podcast series I think will be really fun to uh, get amongst and be a part of. I, w- I just want to kind of get to know you guys. I want you guys to introduce yourselves first, like who you are, what you do, and kind of what your role at 219 entails. Um, Seb, I'll start with you. Tell us a bit about yourself. So um, I'm the managing director at 219. I try and uh, wrangle some um, sense out of uh, Nathan and, uh, and Alex and now yourself, actually, Bianca. So uh, good yep. luck with that. And sort of just rope everything together. We've got so many cool projects going on at the moment. Um, we've got, you know, so many ideas that we've got to sort of turn into something. And I'm sort of just here to to pull it all together and and collect the creative brains that are part of 219. Awesome. Yeah. And um, Alex, can you tell us a bit about what you do at 219 Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mainly contribute to giving Seb a load of work to do. I come up with all number of different ideas, some of which are practical, um, some of which aren't, which he has to channel into, into something constructive. Ultimately, turn one of them into Kingless which we've greatly enjoyed manufacturing. My role largely is to help with the design um, of characters as an idea, and come up with names, lore, and just generally work on all of the less technical details, which I rely on uh, Brown for. So you're like, res- you're like responsible for, I guess, like the world building that, you know, has started to happen, like with, say, Kingless now, which I'm really excited to obviously get to and talk about and obviously behind you in in your camera there we can see a whole bunch of those different characters from the game as well which uh, probably at a later episode we'll talk about because there's just many wonderful different dwarves there that you know are so so unique uh to one another nathan what what do you do at 219 yes i'm the director of game design so 
I know originally it's I got told a bit of a base idea and it's my job to make a game out of it. So about getting the mechanics, testing, retesting, retesting, and putting out something that's enjoyable for everyone to give a go. Well, I think one of the one of the things that I've always wanted to know about 219 or about you guys in general since I've met you because I've only been working with you guys for well I say only but I've been part of the team for I think two months now but something I want to know um about you guys and about how 219 actually formed and this is before Kingless were you guys all friends beforehand or did you meet each other along the way like how did the start anyone could take the floor here unfortunately we were all friends beforehand and uh <laughs> it was just natural to to pull us all together I think it originally began with with just Alex and I. Um, you know, the whole the whole writing on the the back of a napkin is a is a uh, a common phrase here, but it pretty much started that way. You know, Alex and I were just tossing ideas around, and we just had a concept that we wanted to come up with. There was nothing like Kingless to begin with, and then um, we ended up bringing Nathan on board, who then sort of add a little bit of structure to those ideas and added some complex rules and designs around it, which we scoffed at. And, uh, you know, after a good couple of years, we managed to um, turn that into Kingless. And I imagine all of you as well, like, have been fans of tabletop games, like, before, like, like growing up. Like, Alex, is that always something that's been, like, a really part of your life or did any of you get into tabletop games like a little bit later on yeah absolutely um you start off with a lot of the classics you know every family has those disastrous games of monopoly when they were small um and that just leads on to you know more and better games um in my case maybe not better i love the much maligned munchkin playing that with my oh, uh, with my yes. family i am a huge fan of betrayal at house on the hill I don't think it's the best game technically because um, you can always end up bogged down on small, minute details of the rules. But but the sheer amount of fun I've had playing it um, and the variety it's able to deliver are, are off the charts. You you run around and you're almost certainly going to fail and die, uh, but you'll fail together and you'll have a laugh. It's fantastic. I was probably a bit later to the party than like I guess would be expected for someone who's making games, but... Um... Yeah, I really got into it probably, yeah, late teenagers, around 18, sort of my sister's partner, and me and my sister really got into it, and, you know, that went from playing a few once a week to having a whole bedroom just filled with board games, and, you know, you can go into a game store now and just about have played most of the ones on the wall. <laughs> so, but yeah, probably a later start than than that, yeah. I mean, has, as Alex said bloody some real terrible monopoly games <laughs> such a deep genre there's a lot to a lot you know there's a lot of good games out there there's normally one for everyone yeah i think that's the same with me as well like i grew up with like monopoly uno like all those like you know uh frustration i think the best part about those tabletop games is obviously the social part of it is like sharing it with other people i i know alex said you love a game of Munchkin. Uh, Nathan, Seb, do you, is there one game that comes to mind when you think of like a favourite that really took off your love of tabletop games at all? It's hard to pick a favourite. I don't think you can. You don't think you can pick a favourite. That's unfair. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many good games out there that have just crafted the way that you know that I've played games and 
have got, have with these guys and my family and things like that. So yeah, I couldn't pick an all time favorite. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Nathan. Oh, that's it. There's like aspects that you just love from loads of different games. Like I, I haven't played it in ages, but there was a game called Arabian Nights that just has a huge book and it's just basically a story and through the game you're directed to other places and read through and there's other games like yeah fortune and glory that i really enjoyed once again there's so many that you you sort of fall out of favor with them but oh you know there's there's loads but those two come to mind well i think i mean i guess this is something i've always wanted to ask since playing kingless as well i'd love to know from you guys where the concept came about like how how did kingless come to be because seb you mentioned it didn't start off when you, you know, joined forces of Alex and 219 came about. It wasn't quite Kingless just there. How how did we kind of get to where we are now? Kingless was a totally different game, wasn't it, Alex? We, we you know, when we began those mm. initial conversations. Um, yeah, literally just sat down with a, with a, a lay four sketch pad, um, taking down a few ideas quickly. We, we, we initially planned something so radically different that, it, that it's an entirely separate idea. We we did eventually come up with the idea of um, competing for influence. I didn't name it that, of course. But that was loosely what we were we were thinking, and then we handed that concept over, and um, and and it just transformed into something that we 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 knew and felt was sort of exactly what we wanted to uh, to work on. So I'm guessing, obviously, you guys must be big fans of like the fantasy genre what I guess were your were your influences um, to put a play on words there like in terms of kind of bringing kingless together because when I when I think of dwarves initially like I think of you know like Dungeons and Dragons I think of Lord of the Rings what were your kind of inspirations uh, massively um, you know Lord of the Rings Dungeons and Dragons um, the the big favorites we took a lot of inspiration from sort of the uh the happy go lucky nature of the dwarves sort of um from the hobbit more so than um than the heroic gimli from lord of the rings because not all of these not all of these characters are heroes necessarily um so yeah like r- really just the, the the big stories with with all those dwarves that we know and love like too good to ignore something i want to ask you guys is with creating kingless like and you guys were talking about your own favorite games and things like that too what did you have in mind when creating kingless that you wanted to bring to i guess the players of your game i if that makes sense in terms of what you enjoyed about your own tabletop experiences what did you want to bring to uh kingless players i guess from the very beginning i think it was important for us to make something that was really easy to pick up but also hard to master and that's quite a tricky genre to fool into I'm a bit biased, but I think we did it quite well. I think the core part of that was from the very beginning, we came up with a principle that we coined FEF, which stands for fast, easy, and fun. And every idea that we had and mechanic that that the team and Nathan came up with, we sort of all ran them through this, this principle. Is it fast? Is it easy? Is it fun? And... There were a few that didn't make it. There were a few really good ideas. And this was the hardest part. It was not easy to to cull things out of the game that you've poured so much time and effort into. One of them, Nathan, you can talk about it, but but one of these ideas is, is really close to my to my heart. I love this idea. But it just it didn't work 
with what we're trying to achieve but the the principle behind it and we had law for the characters and everything it's really really cool perhaps it's something we'll re- revisit in the future that we might be able to make it work for us but nathan talk a little bit about the uh yep, so he's introed it it was fake dwarves, fake dwarves. so yeah in, in the original play we kind of had this idea that we'd have obviously it's a dwarf village that's the theme for the whole game in a tavern and that there'd be some non-dwarves sneaking in there and that we'd have a whole mechanic built around these fake dwarves so you know some sneaky humans orcs and elves which are all still in the game it's just the mechanic that got cut so you can still find them in kingless the easter egg i guess but um yeah, so we were going to have other cards that would interact with all the fake dwarves, whether it's to gutter them, discard them, or whatever it is. But when we sort of brought that back to the rules, it just... It, it was so complicated, it confused people when we started doing some play testing, And it just got to the stage, it's like, we really like this, but it's just not fifth. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. And I think, yeah, that's, that's what you've got to do, though, isn't it? So... It was a really hard call to make, and a few things went went the same way. Um, but that was just one of my favourites. And you know, as Nathan said, there's there's still characters in the game now that have um, sort of legacy from that world that still feature in the lore of other characters and and a part of the the Hammer and Crown and the the Kingless universe as well. Take me through like the I guess in the most simplest way possible because I know like no journey creating a tabletop game is is far from simple kind of how kingless came about so you when when did you start creating kingless like what when did you get that ball rolling when i first got involved it was seb and alex coming at me it was late one evening about 10 o'clock i think from memory and just saying oh you know we really want to make a card game i think it was called dwarf quest at that stage and you know we want to get it together i'm like why haven't i ever thought to make a game that sounds really cool and I remember I grabbed my phone, opened the note page and just put down about 15 lines of just different mechanics, just dot points, spitball sort of stuff. And then, you know, putting all that together and then making a version. Obviously, at the start, there was a lot of unnamed things and that's where Alex came into it like a boss and uh, gave us a lot of good content there. And we could make the the names and start putting some actions and some mechanics and making some base rules. And that first version was a bit rough, <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> Needed a lot of polish from there. But, yeah, that's kind of how I rolled in for Kingless at the beginning. And yeah. this was a couple of years ago, is that right? Oh, God. Where we looking it's at? not too rude. I could open, I could open the note page. Yeah, that original <laughs> note. That original well, yeah, note. Still still it's a too. relic. Uh, the 1st of September, 2018. There you go. Unedited wow. since. Last edited at 1.52am on the 1st <laughs> of September, 2018. Still got it word for word. So I, I, I'm kind of backtracking here a little bit, but who was it, uh, I guess, first, it was between Alex and Seb, but, like, who came with the idea of, like, dwarves, like this fantasy card game to each other first? I believe that was me. I think I think that was literally how I worded it. I think late one night, just just on WhatsApp or something, I said to Seb, "You know, do you want to make a game about dwarves, or wouldn't it be cool if we made a game about dwarves?" And, and or, yeah, he responded, I with said, "No, don't be silly. Go back to sleep, Alex." <laughs> <laughs> director of managing director. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And just to clarify, like this was your first introduction into like creating and producing like a full like fledged like tabletop game. Is yeah. that right, Seb? Yeah. We, we'd never done anything like this before. Uh, my background's in technology and I've been involved with, um, you know, app creation and things like that sort of my entire career. But this was a completely different step. We've gone from the digital world that we all live in using our phones and all of our devices to um, the physical world now and sort of taking a, a step back that is different to anything else we've we've done before or certainly I've done before and it's really refreshing actually it's it's great I think it's I think it's still really great that there's such a strong tabletop community out there despite in the age of technology and stuff people are still excited to meet up together and play a, you know uh, a campaign or you know play a card game or a board game and things like that I think is always like I that's something I've always really admired about the community and I guess I'm I've pretty new to the community like I guess online since working with you guys and it's just brilliant to see all these ideas come together that start in like the smallest of places and turn into something really 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 cool. Alex tell us a little bit about you know we've kind of discussed a bit about world building and the characters that you have in Kingless. Do you remember the first character that you created for the game like if they're still in there now? Um, and what your inspirations were for it. Absolutely. Well, the first character um, in the game should be wearing a bright red coat appearing just over my shoulder, um, Clem Ponswell. Now, he's very loosely inspired over, uh, over a very dear, uh, you know, about a very dear friend of mine. Um, <laughs> he's, his, whole, his whole theme is that he's vain, uh, pretentious, um, self-aggrandizing at every step of the way. And he he was our absolute first Kingless character, and you can you can find him on one of the cards now, which I think is 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 awesome. And then like I guess when you started creating these characters, did you just start from having one character and then building on from there? Because um, I believe you we've had discussions in the past before about how some characters are intertwined with others. Did you build a small little community or little family of characters, or was it like a like a one by one kind of process? We. <laughs> We largely went one by one. We we wanted all of our uh, all of our doors to be essentially jolly um, and fun. So we we set out with um, a theme, and then we figured out how to build on top of that. So we wanted a dwarf who was um, in charge of maintaining law and order. We then ended up with someone a character out that looked like uh, like a, a British Bobby essentially, with the uh, that old fashioned helmet. And, and so it went um, through all of them. Now once we had them, we started drawing. Um, direct links between a few of them so some of them will gutter or remove others from play effectively um, other do other characters based on some traits that they have and some background and, and basically a relationship that they share others will just remove items or, or things like that based on, on what they um, what we were trying to go for with their personality for want of a better word I think as we were we're designing the doors we had a sort of a, a parallel between the mechanics of these characters, but also how we wanted them to look and their background and things like that. So they sort of, they play into each other. It's not just, here's a random mechanic that's attached to this one random character. They all have a meaning that behind the, the mechanic that's attached to them. And in some instances, um, the 
the artwork came for, or not the artwork, but the character design came first. And then we built a mechanic around that. And then other times it went the other way. We had a mechanic that we wanted to use and we built a character around that. Mechanics aside, favorite character? Alex? Anyone? Oh, I was waiting for you. Um, Clout and Biscuit. Come on, everyone loves a dog. Yeah, yeah, it has to be the dog. Clout, Clout and Biscuit. I, I really love Torb the Solid. Yeah, Stumpy. The Weir Beaver. Yeah, a lot so, of interesting stuff mm. there. For me, it has to be Clem Ponswell. Alex alluded to <laughs> that being after somebody. And, Why is uh, that? Well, I think he may have been referring to me, unfortunately, but... Definitely. It's the original. It's, you know, the original character. It's the first one we created. There's a soft spot in my heart for that too. I was going to say, and like, obviously you guys can keep the secret if you want, but I didn't know this until quite recently, but there's a couple more characters that are based off you guys. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so what, one of the dwarves, um, Egrant Hardfeaster, he might, he might have some... Some traits which maybe, maybe are be associated with me. And Bron Lawbringer, who is loosely modelled on uh, dearest Nathan Brown there. Lawbringer, rule maker. I, lo- I, I like the connection. I think it's pretty, I think it's really clever. And I like, I like the fact that it's like a little Easter egg that, you know, maybe not a lot of people know about, which they do now, which is really, really cool. And I, and I heard that there may be some uh, involvement from you in the, the latest expansion that we might have touched on as well, Bianca. Maybe. Maybe a maybe, little feature in Maybe. There I wasn't going to suggest anything, but now you've said it, perhaps we'll just have to wait. Perhaps we um, I was going to say as well, for anyone listening, if you do want to get some updates, because um, since this podcast, um, we have actually announced our expansion for Kingless called Festival of Explosions. If you would like to stay up to date with all the news coming your way for the new expansion and for new 219 material and news, make sure you go visit uh, www.thebigmilkshake.co and you can sign up to our newsletter there because, uh, Seb, like you give some really awesome monthly wrap-ups there um, about what's been happening. Obviously, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and hoping to bring out a lot more content in the lead-up to uh, the release of the expansion, which is super, super exciting. Really is. I think yeah. I think it'll have to be a whole other episode where we talk about the expansion. Obviously, we're quite limited to what we can talk about, but I am I maybe I'm biased, but I am very very excited, especially working with you guys on like the last couple of months and getting a glimpse at it. Especially seeing that logo for the first time. It's uh, it's it's such an awesome thing to be a part of and to share that journey with you guys. Interestingly enough, I don't think we actually mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast because we are based in Australia um, for anyone tuning in around the world. And we've come into this uh, interesting uh, hurdle of us living on separate sides of the country, like different sides of the country. So I'm I'm actually in Western Australia. I think the fun, the fun part is um, hopefully we will all meet each other for the first time towards the end of the year, potentially. Fingers crossed, it packs. Yes. Yeah, and I, I would love to talk about at some point and maybe even briefly now about uh, the involvement that you guys had at PAX with Kingless as well, how that all came together because uh, you guys did some really cool stuff there. I mean, I wasn't there, but could any of you tell me a bit more about that? 
Yeah, I mean, last year we won the the PAX Indie Showcase um, for tabletop games. Unfortunately, it got moved because of COVID to to an online only event. Um, so we weren't there in person, which is a bit of a shame. But um, we had some panels. Um, we did some talks um, over the course of PAX, and we were demoing. I feel like it's really hard to like not talk about the pandemic over the last couple of years. Because when so like kind of run run me up to speed here when kingless had come out how long was it after that when everything kind of just so we actually crazy? were planning and we had planned for a long time we were sort of a year ahead of ourselves and we knew when we were going to launch on kickstarter kickstarter and i think it was about correct me if i'm wrong alex about may 2020 when we had when we had planned and that was sort of um sorry march it was about march wasn't it and that was about when everything was kicking off at the very beginning of covid and we had a really tough decision to make you know we saw other people running kickstarters at the same time who were cancelling or delaying some people deciding to you know let's just hold out and launch later in the year nobody knew how this pandemic was going to unfold and how many years we'd sort of be involved in in this we made the decision to press ahead um and sort of continue with with the kickstarter um a lot of people who talk to us sort of think that this was one of those uh, everyone's in lockdown let's make a board game style things but we were we were sort of we had been designing and building kingless like a year prior to the pandemic and it was it was just crazy timing for us obviously we we couldn't manufacture in time for for lockdowns and things like that we didn't get that finished but um we launched officially at the beginning of um 2021 and delivered to all of our kickstarter backers then um so a lot of people who are still in lockdown managed to have a copy of kingless to to play at home with with uh friends and family that you unfortunately locked in with like you said and talking about packs earlier before having the facilities to still be able to show off your game and still play the game online, I guess is just... It's so helpful we can do that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. I think, like, especially with, like, social media and everything now, it's, like, you still have the facilities to be able to advertise, you know, your game and stuff like that, despite all, all of it. And that's something I've personally really enjoyed working with on uh, with you guys so far is you guys have this amazing world that you've created and all these awesome characters to show off and I think that's you know I'm obviously really excited to see festival explosions like come together and um you know for us to show off more stuff because obviously like I said there's a lot of things we can't talk about yet but just getting a first taste of everything is super super exciting so I think that's all we have time for for today's episode. Thank you again, you guys, for joining me uh, this afternoon. I know it's like late at night for you guys and it's only the evening for me. So I do really appreciate it. So thank you, Alex. Thank you, Nathan. And thank you, Seb, for joining me tonight. Absolutely. Happy to. I think, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to recording more of these sessions with you guys just so we not only can... We'll just chat together and everything, but also so we can keep everyone in the loop of any updates that we have coming on, any other things that we you know want to talk about. Um, I know that we want to have an episode just talking about Kickstarter. Um, I know I personally would love to know because this was your first Kickstarter campaign, is that right? First Kickstarter. Like, yep. all, all of this was all like very 
very first time for you guys. So I'd love to know more about the process and what was involved, just so anyone who's watching or listening or reading might want to know a little bit more about it. And then also just what it's like to build a game in general. Like I said, it's it's no easy feat and I did, like we could spend hours just talking about it and I personally would love to know more about Kingless and what you did do, what you didn't do and why you did it, why you didn't do it. So I just want to say thank you to anyone that's been listening or tuning in so far. You can stay up to date with 219 and Kingless on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, potentially more platforms on the way, Um, maybe, potentially. If you want to stay up to date with the podcast and any of our posts for our monthly shakeups, make sure you check out www.thebigmilkshake.co and I will catch you guys very, very soon for the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Thank you very much. Ciao. Bye, everyone. Bye.